Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it. I feel like I'm missing a ton of stuff, but I, I, I and I saw your tweet, and that's very funny. But I, uh, <laughs> the most damning things you could say about something that's funny. That was, that was very funny. Um, and I saw your tweet, and it was very funny. <laughs> I it, honestly, me and my coworkers, we all, we all, it was very funny, and uh, <laughs> everyone here at the agency found it very funny. Um, your thing that you do, you got the great. it factor. It's great. <laughs> To the retrograde the podcast where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. I'm Andrew Bascom and I am Mike Twenty Aaronworth. Yeah, yes. If you add two thousand years to that, you get the year that we're in. <laughs> yeah, boy, boy, do you. <laughs> so, Mikey, do you want to do you want to lay it on us? What is the title of this episode? Oh, the title of this episode. We're they, getting right into it. They probably see it off the top, so I just want to knock this uh, the head right off the top. Right. Well, everyone knows how much I love Julia Styles, mm. and I think what we should uh, call this episode is. Is 10 things I loved about 2020. <laughs> that is fantastic. Thank you. We're doing something a little different today. Yeah, we are. So usually, welcome to the retrograde. First of all, I'm doing the part that Mike usually does. Welcome, newcomers. Mm, you're doing okay. Do you want to do it? I feel weird. I hey feel guys. like I'm wearing someone else's clothing. <laughs> For those of you who are newer, may have just forgotten. Oh, oh no, no, that's no. the part we do afterwards. <laughs> no, yeah, that's what we do later. Oh, you want me to introduce? Yeah. Oh, say okay. hi to the new people. Hey, new people. Um, so typically, what we like to do on this podcast yeah. is take a look back at the games we uh, used to play and love when we were kids. We rate and review them as we uh, remember them in, in the in back in the day, yeah. and then we take a break, play them, come back. Maybe and, I should have done this. You know what? Maybe you should have. <laughs> Maybe I, I should have. You know what's so weird God. is because we went into the point of the episode so quickly, it threw me off. <laughs> and I'm so used to just fucking around for a bit. How dare you want to talk about what the episode is? That's not what this, that's not what the retrograde is about. No, typically we we like to uh, compare the games that we yeah. used to know and love uh, to the games that we know and love today, yeah. but uh, we're not talking about specific games today. No. We're just talking about 10 things we loved in a very shitty year. Yeah, it's 2020. I th you know what? I don't, you know, no one is here for me, but what a bummer of a year. Oh, did you not like it? No, it wasn't great. Yeah. It could have been better. It could have been better. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was a few things like, uh, you know, like I stubbed my toe a couple times. Yeah, that I heard yeah. that. Yeah. I heard that you did. I, I heard through the yeah. rumor mill that you had stubbed your toe and I was worried about you. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I didn't want to broadcast that on social media, but it was a rough year. Yeah. Ask my little toesies. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, all of them. I oh, thought all you just stubbed just a toe simultaneously, singular. just all five of them ramming it. Just mushing toes. Flat, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Um, I've always known that about your toes. You know, one of the one of the most famous NFL place kickers of all time, somebody that kicks field goals, yeah. uh, had most of his foot amputated, so it was flat at the front. Why not, would he not do, for kicking? Why not, would he do that? No, he wasn't intentional. I think there was something it wrong. It seems with him. antithetical for what he's trying to do. No, but it created like a sledgehammer effect for his foot, and he could kick like a mile because oh. it was flat and straightforward. Oh my god! But yeah, so there you go. I forget the guy's name, but good story. That's crazy. You know, and the other thing I want to talk about yeah. is yeah. Uh, oh, saying, so there's two things you want to talk about. Yeah, one. Yeah. Sledgehammer foot. Well, I was going to say, so uh, number one with a bullet of things I like this year, guy with sledgehammer foot. Yeah, yeah. He was from the 40s. It was great. And then the other thing was, I said, like, it's like wearing someone else's clothes. First of all, Baron Cockpill don't like that. Yeah. Uh, unless they're like a loved one, like a, like your partner or something like that. And mm. you're like, hmm, love it. Second thing is about that. You ever worn someone else's bathing suit? There is like. Is it after well, they've worn it? Well, like, it's not like, oh, you could use it and he takes it off and you put it on. <laughs> oh, he. Well, what bathing suit am I wearing? I've only ever worn my sister's bathing suit. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's that like? 
It fits like an old glove compartment. <laughs> it is fantastic. There's so many awards we gave that bathing suit. Uh, no, I, I just, there's nothing more intimate to me than wearing someone else's bathing suit. Ugh. It is gross. It is. It's, it's, I think bathing suits in general are just disgusting things. Yeah. I would, if I could, throw it out after using it and just buy a new one every time. I'd, ra- I'd almost rather use someone's underwear. I honestly, yes. Yeah. I, I honestly, yeah. I based on your general aesthetic and like com- like appeal to the early times. I'm surprised you're not in a floor length bathing frock, <laughs> like stripes, and it has a collar. Well, I call it a bathing suit because it's a three piece <laughs> and it comes with a with a cumberbatch. I like the idea that it's like or cumberbund, not not cumberbund. Benedict. Benedict no, doesn't come with. I was going to say he's wrapped on. around you like a snake, and uh, <laughs> no, just like in the first lane, Michael Phelps. In the second lane's fancy McDo, and he's just like in a top hat and like a bathing frock. Um, <laughs> Um, yes. Okay. So obviously we started with what the episode was going to be and then didn't talk about it. Well, classic, we, we, classic we have the title. Do you think that was enough to, to tell them what, what we're going to be doing? Well, I just want to make it clear. We're going to talk about 10 things. Yes. We loved. Yes. This year. Yes. It doesn't, it's not related to video games, not related to anything. It could be anything. Now, when you say we loved it this year. Okay. It could have come out in 1950, but we loved it this year. Well, yes, there <laughs> is actually... An example of that on my list. I, 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 I purposely didn't include anything like that. I but tried there were, not to. There were a couple things where I had them on my list and then I had to double check the date and found out they were from 2019. Oh. Yeah, so I took them off. There's only one 2019 thing I have on there because I only experienced it in 2020, but it was like at the end of last year. Okay. I, I, I'm making an exception for myself. Okay. I went to the judges, which was myself, yeah. and I was like, yeah, that's okay. And I was like, thanks, buddy. You oh, look the great. judges never give me what I want. No, they don't. They, they never. hate you. Yeah, they do. Boy, do they. They have a whole diary against me. It's weird. <laughs> I found it. Oh, no. Oh, really? How? Where, yeah. Where? You did? Well, uh, by the way, you left your backpack here last night. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay. We'll talk about that afterwards. Mm. Um, but we want to talk about the 10 things we loved in an awful year. We understand, jokes aside, that it's been awful this year. Just awful. Pick a reason. Yeah. So we want to talk about things that we found Biden delightful. Biden won. Yeah, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you Everything was going pretty well until yeah, November. Absolutely. The, the disease did not exist. It was a complete hoax. And then he won, and all of a sudden it became really real. Um, <laughs> Biden won. Time, you mean Times Person of the Year, Joe Biden? Yes, of course, of course. And I thought the Times Person was going to be, well, you actually have a few. And then here I have a thing called, here's the things I wanted to add, but it's really based on the Times Person of the Year and how like that's just turned into hokey bullshit. Oh, And so like my favorite one is like the Times Person of the Year. I, w- I wanted to talk to you about that because it it, when you see the nominees, you're like, what the fuck are we talking about right now? It all went downhill when they were like the Times Person of the Year. You. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was a mirrored front. And they weren't talking about the TV show. No, they were talking about Penn Badgley. Yeah. And the twice canceled you. No, they were talking about. So I just love the idea. Like, so I had a couple of things written down like, uh, Times person of the year, masks. <laughs> <laughs> Times person of the year, Zoom. Zoom. <laughs> Honestly, like yeah. you like, say that as though it's a joke, but I it wouldn't have surprised exactly. me. Exactly. Like it's, if it's they said so like stupid. frontline health workers, you'd be like, well, yeah, I guess. Like yeah. you're not going to, who am I going to take away from these hardworking people? But at the same time, you're like, mm, okay. Yeah. Can't it be like, Dr. Anthony Fauci and the frontline it, it has to be, medical yes, community yes. or something like that. Representing the medical community or something like yeah. that. The celebrities that sang the song Imagine. <laughs> is, that, there, is there a this year's version of that? Like even more? Well, that was this year. That was a week into COVID. Oh, right, right. So it's like, I love that there's like- Gal Gadot who put that yeah, together or something? I love the idea oh that like, God. we've all been on our house for a week. 
here's a song. And you're like, well, heads up, strap in everyone. You got nine more months of this shit. And you could tell they all submitted their thing to Gal and she has like Final Cut Pro, but the trial and is just figuring it out. Like that movie on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> the editing was so bad. Okay, times person of the year, Ellen being fired. <laughs> no, she's not though. Well, the show was canceled. Oh, really? Now she's doing other stuff. I didn't even know she was fired. Well, there you go. I, I just try, I, time is teaching you something for the person of the year. <laughs> The Tiger King. Oh my God, that was this year. That should be, uh, is it the, the titular Tiger King or Carol Baskin? <laughs> or Carol Baskin. She was on Dancing with Star. Exactly. One year, pretty big year for her. Tom Hanks being the canary in a coal mine. Right. Yeah. Or the NBA being the canary in a coal mine. Rudy Gobert. I remember exactly where I was where they're like, they canceled six games automatically, like back to back to back. And also, the, what's really funny about that is in the in the press. You conference, were here when when we found we yes. found out Tom Hanks and the NBA season. It was March seventeenth. Was when I found. Oh, I know when Tom Hanks was uh, came out with right. Being, it was it was St. Patrick's Day. Uh, quite quite sobering. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and like people like. I, but the funniest part is Rudy Gobert touching everybody's microphones. Right, like right. everyone stop freaking out. And the next day he's like, I have coronavirus. I <laughs> couldn't like of all the people to have gotten it. Like at that point, so it funny. was a percentage. Like zero 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 percent, and then he gets it. The guy who touches all the mics. And finally, the guy singing Fleetwood Mac while riding a skateboard and drinking cranberry juice. <laughs> not even singing Fleetwood Mac, just existing while Fleetwood Mac plays. I did not understand that one at all. This is, you know what? I've never understood the word vibes until I saw that video. It's like <laughs> that is vibes. He's vibing. I like that. So there you go. Those those are my um, honorable mentions. Uh, retrograde person of the year. Is Do you think 2021's our year? Mm. I don't know. 2020, 2020, of all the bad things, pretty good year for the retrograde. It's been a good year for the retrograde. <laughs> yeah. I Honestly, all kidding a salad. Like, all kidding a salad. Yeah, I think 2021's going to go pretty Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. You know what? Let's make little predictions at the end of the episode. Oh, I like that. Okay. I like that. But before we get there, let's get into our top 10 oh, things we love about 2020. <laughs> so, Andrew, uh, we agreed to the terms and conditions before we started recording. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go 10 to 1, obviously. And if we have anything that crosses over yeah. on the list, we'll save it until the next person who has it slightly higher. Yeah brings it up yeah themselves. we'll talk about it when it's at the higher rank yeah so why don't i start i'll start oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck me yeah you start <laughs> i always start in these I ranking know, things i know You're and you welcome, always get to choose way. what side of the bed you sleep on <laughs> isn't it so weird that when you sleep with somebody you just decide you're on one side of the bed and you never switch again isn't that a crazy thing it's crazy because i don't ever sleep with other people oh. so i i I'm very used to deciding which side of the bed I want to sleep on every single night. Do you change? I change every night. That's Sometimes crazy. halfway through the night. Wow. D-pads, get at us. <laughs> which side of the bed do you sleep on? I just want to hear that. Mikey's or Andrews? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I'm a big right guy. So, mm. you know, just got to go. Just, okay. just letting it know. Okay. Number 10 is Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. Donna's big Old House of Fun. We hope you're liking season one. If not, get fucked and leave. Oh, nice. So I choose this then, and this is going to be a nice introduction for our list, and I don't want to add a thousand caveats, blah, 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 blah. But I don't is... drink our piss, mate. <laughs> but actually, you and I are just having nice, warm glasses of piss while we do this in, in honor in, of Big Old House. And fun. beakers, a.k.a. tiki glasses. Yes, exactly. These are our lists. These mm-hmm. aren't subjectively the best 10 things that happened this year. <laughs> like, number one with a bullet, Pfizer's COVID vaccine. <laughs> COVID vaccine. No, it's it's the things that made us feel good this yes. year. And an insane 
comedy special that had super chaotic energy of people that I was being introduced to was exactly what I needed when it came yeah. out. I've rewatched it a couple of times, which is, is saying something because I usually don't go back and rewatch things at a rapid rate, but I, I just had so much fun showing other people, you know, showing my player one, showing you. You got me like, back into it, yeah. Yeah, and going like, this is, look at this, and yeah. wanting to share something with somebody. It's it's kind of it's kind of easy to give a comedy in such a down year, but this comedy was something a little special for me and right down my alley, so Auntie Donna's I always, 10. I honestly almost feel like you're totally fucking wrong about that. Mm. I think it's hard to do a comedy in a year with so many bad things. Maybe that's true. I think, I think it would have been, I think everyone's a lot more cynical yeah. I think it's harder to make people laugh even though they want to laugh. Right. Uh, and I think Auntie Donna's had exact the exact amount of absurdity that you need to really cut through your defenses. Right. It's like, I dare you to call bullshit on anything about their sketches because they're, they'll have none of it. No. It's similar to like what we were talking about on our uh, our Patreon bonus episode over at the Mushroom Club last week with uh, Goldeneye, mm. where it's like, try to make fun of 007 and they'll double you with... yeah. Absurdity. Yeah, yeah, they're like zeros. Like yeah. they'll double it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I like. I completely agree with you. Like, oh, you think this is dumb? Wait until we get dumber. You know, yes, like exactly. And I, I and just, Jim Carrey comes and Jeff Daniels comes. <laughs> yeah, and then the sequel that everyone always talks about, Dumb and Dumber Two, or or there's there's two sequels. There's the one with oh, Jim Carrey, the, and the unauthorized one sequel. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then the actual one with Jim Carrey, Dumb and Dumber Er, Dumb and Dumber Er. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. You know, isn't it weird that we asked like Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels like, hey, you guys are really popular. Can you remake the Dumb and Dumber? Can you do sequel? And they're like, sure. And they really tried and everyone's like, oh no, we're good. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? We thought it through. No. Well, it's like that in Bill and Ted's. Like, of course it's not going to work. Like, I think Bill and Ted's will be w- more well-remembered. I know. No, but like- I, Oh, oh, I see. I, I think see. it'll be more well-remembered. I don't know. Oh, maybe. I don't Hopefully. know. I don't but know. You What's know what, your number two? What I will remember from this year is a movie that kind of came out very quietly and I okay. think kind of slowly started to get more and more attention. Um, it was being talked about potentially with like some Oscar buzz mm. maybe. And in this year, who knows? Like, I don't know what the stipulations are even going to be, but it's uh, the movie Palm Springs. Guess you followed me. It's one of those infinite time loop situations you might have heard about. That I might have heard about? Yeah. Sorry, oh. Andy Samberg. And uh, who who else is in it? Christina Maliotti. Christina Maliotti. Uh, and it's about a uh, a wedding that's taking place mm-hmm. and uh, Andy Samberg- In the titular it, Palm Springs. In Palm Springs. Yes. In the spring of the Palms. Yes. And I really don't want to say too much. Is, no. is this on your list or no? No, it's not on my list, unfortunately, even though as of recording this, yeah. uh, which will be a week previous, this is- on Amazon Prime Canada yes. today. Yes. Today. It's it's available. It's ready on to Hulu watch. And you should. And legitimately, I don't want to talk about it because there's a pretty... There are a few things that could get ruined and it's hard to talk about the movie without ruining them. Right. All I'll say is it's sweet, it's heartfelt, yeah. and incredibly funny and very well acted. Yeah. Uh, just give it a shot. Trust me on this one. It's enough to break my top 10. Uh, and it's a top 10 that I ended up having quite a bit on. Like, it was it was more congested than I thought it would be. Oh my God. Wait until we get to my honorable mentions and I have to fire it off like a machine gun. Yeah, yeah. But Palm Springs was one of my... I actually don't have a movie on my list. How about that? Really? I know. But wow. that being said, 
it's one of my favorite movies of the year. It's a top five movie of the yes. year for me. Yeah. It also takes what could be a tired concept. Yeah. And so we're going to keep this really yes. broad for people to watch. What could be a tired concept and takes a really interesting take at it. Yes. So I just, I really like it. I think it's really awesome. Andy Samberg showing a little bit of range. Yeah. Because I'm not the biggest Brooklyn Nine-Nine guy. Neither am I. And I honestly, I yeah. know people are all for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It doesn't quite do it for me that Yeah. Show. Yeah. Well, there you go. So there you go. 10 Palm Springs. And we are going to recap these at the end. Yes. Don't, don't you worry. Don't, please stop worrying. Don't, uh, Everyone, there's been enough worry this year. Stop it. Mm, calm down, baby. <laughs> the best thing to do when someone's worrying is you look them straight in the eye and you yell, stop it. <laughs> stop that right now. Okay, my number nine is a musical. Okay. It's called Be More Chill. Uh, it's a musical, and I'm specifically going to be highlighting one of the songs called Michael in the Bathroom. Just Michael, who you don't know. Michael flying solo. Michael in the bathroom by himself. Oh, by himself. Is a Hello. Two- yeah. Oh, you're Michael. I, I can be. And we record often in the bathroom. In the together. bathroom, yeah. I sit on your lap. You sit on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a it's a human state. Was well, a human, uh, human centipede centipede. situation. Yes. <laughs> human snake works too. What did you say? Human snake. Human snake. Yeah. It's not wrong. I mean, snakes it's don't have right. arms and legs, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes you think. <laughs> Okay, Be More Chill, it was a musical that was on Broadway in late 2019 and unfortunately got cut short. Uh, it seems like it was going to get cut short anyway, but I think it's much easier to go like, COVID, uh, sure, insurance money, sure, please. Sure. Um, but it's an interesting musical because it has a large connection to video games. Oh. Um, is about being a teenager growing up in high school, and while that may not be old fodder for a musical. I was I was a teenager when I was in high school. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's good. Oh, you, were, you weren't Drew Barrymore and never been kissed? No. No. But okay. I was never kissed, so... Oh. <laughs> I, if you like this podcast and if you like musicals, this will be a weird Venn diagram for you. I, I would, I would point you towards Michael in the bathroom first, because it's just such a good, what musicals can be so powerful at doing is make you feel three emotions all at once. And this is a really good musical for that because Michael in the bathroom is about a guy that we've all been there where you're at a party and you don't want to be there. And then you kind of like take a moment in the bathroom, oh like my on God, your phone yes. and yeah. you're like, why am I here? This yeah. sucks. And it's all about his anxiety and like wanting to go out and somebody knocks on the door and he's like, Duh, uh, uh, you know, and, and it just, it's heartbreaking and it's sweet. And you know, if you really want to show it's video game cred, there's a whole song about Mountain Dew Code Red. Oh, um, amazing. Like this knows what it's doing yeah. and it's trying to hand, like line a very thin line, like land a very thin line, excuse me. And I think it's just, it's a really sweet musical. And, and another reason why I want to choose this is, you know, live performances are a really big deal for me, and I know everyone misses being around a lot of people enjoying something all together. And I think it's really nice to hear live Broadway recordings or live, you know, even if it's music or anything else with other people. Because remember that wasn't that fun, oh and it makes God. you feel like you're a part of something again. So, where did you see it? Oh, I've I've only seen video recordings oh, and, and okay, music okay, okay. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. if I didn't have a record on here, I, w- I was gonna like. So I'm including sure, that sure. as my record and my musical. And, uh, wow, so you don't have any movies and you don't have any CDs. CDs, holy shit, how old are you? <laughs> okay, well, Grandpa. You said record. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, but aren't they called records still? <laughs> no, albums or, or, no, I LPs guess albums, or, you're right. Or, yeah, yeah. 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 I think the Grammys are still record of the year. Oh, that's weird. Or album of the year? No, I think you're right, actually. Shit, yeah, maybe album. You know, Todd Glass has a joke like that where it's like, where he used to say, like, when you're a kid and you're like, talking to a 50 year old, like, 50 year olds are like, yeah, I'm 50 years old. And then your 50 year olds are like, hey, uh, my band's playing on Friday. Can you come see them? <laughs> so that's what I think now that I'm getting older is like, oh, a record, CDs. But no, I don't have that, but I really want to include this because it felt like perfect for this podcast. Okay, I love that. I love that. Uh, so my number nine is one that I know 
I know a lot of people who have seen this. It's a movie. And I know 50% of them loved it and 50% of them despised it. This is this is what we call the Mikey ratio. This is Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I just so happen to be on the side of absolutely loving it. Oh. It's, uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, I've never experienced anything like it. I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things, a movie on Netflix. It was uh, uh, Charlie Kaufman. Mm-hmm. Kaufman? Was Kaufman. It? Yes, yes. Yep. Um, and, uh, and it came out, oh, probably two months ago or, or something along yeah. those lines. Yeah. And I remember I saw the trailer for it initially. You actually sent it to me mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I know I'm in cause I know I yeah. love Charlie Kaufman and I know I love like his kind of dark tone that he has sometimes. Right. And from there, I just kind of forgot about it. And then mm-hmm. it came out and no one was talking about it. And I kind of assumed that it was just a flop. I watched it and loved every second of it. Yeah. Uh, I think it just, it, it kind of breaks itself down. If you like Charlie Kaufman, you'll like this movie. Yeah. You watched it, right? Yes, Andrew? I did. What did you think of it? Um, you know, I, I, I think Charlie Kaufman's, you know, a really brilliant writer. I think his directing stuff is very, uh, he, he becomes more linear with his own writing when he directs his own stuff, which sure. is, makes total sense. Yeah. Cause you're like, this is exactly how I saw it. Yep. I think his writing is a lot more successful sometimes than his directing side sure. of it. And, uh, and so I quite, I quite liked it and it's unfortunate you're not seeing it on top, top 10 yeah. Yeah, 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 and things like that. But I, I totally think it's go back and worth a rewatch. It is very mind expanding at how it plays with the limits of usually four wall movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Is, that, is that a good way of putting it? it? It's very good. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where I, one of the reasons I put it off for so long watching it is because I know how much of a mind fuck his movies can kind yeah. of be. And it's stressful knowing that you're like, okay, like you got to take a second and be like, I got to take this all in and like be there and ready for it. And right. I came out the other side of it thinking I didn't get all of it, but I got enough of it to know that there's something very special there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I struggled with whether or not it should make it on the list, but it, it pushed off a couple things that I think ultimately I will forget quicker than I would forget. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah, see, well, yeah. there you go. See, that's a, that's a good reason to have it on yeah. there in the first yeah, place, yeah. right? Well, same reason why I'm going to choose my number eight. Tony Hawk's remake. I knew you were going to have this on your list. This is like an electric blanket for my heart. <laughs> like, this is just like, hey, I don't know what to do for 22 minutes. Like, yeah. oh, kick up the warehouse. Here we go. Are like, you still playing it? Oh, I, I use it as time filler, but like okay. good time filler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. when you, there's not always times where you want to push yourself or like, oh man, Fortnite might be 35 sure. minutes. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Or yeah. Overwatch totally. might be 35 minutes or whatever. Um, or a sports game. This is like, you can just jump in, jump out. And even though I have a hundred percent of this game and it wasn't that hard to do yeah. based on my like prior, you know, flick motions and stuff yeah. like that. This was like flick motion is the name of my favorite porn star, by the way. Oh really? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think everyone's visualizing exactly what that means. <laughs> <laughs> this is like one of those things where nostalgia has become monetized in a lot of ways. And this is like the best version if you're going to sell me back my my nostalgia. Yeah. You're going to sell me back a movie again that I'm going to buy for the sixth time, but it's going to be digital. Okay, fine. This one's saying, hey, we made it better and yeah. it's all together. See, okay, great. I love I love that. And I, I almost pulled a Time magazine and, and gave uh, to the top 10 the concept of video game remakes because oh. I think we're in a... Weird thing to say, but a renaissance of, of remakes, which is weird because it's revisiting. But anyway. A lot um, of reads, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the concept of a remake used to be just give it HD graphics and mm-hmm. make it playable on a new console. Now, I think it probably started around Resident Evil 2 
yeah. when, when that was remade. Yeah. And now you have Blue Point Games redoing Demon Souls right. and Tony Hawk just kind of raising the bar on what's going to be expected moving forward if mm-hmm. you're going to remake a game. It's no longer good enough to just reskin the old one. You essentially need to build it from the ground up. Yeah. And it turns out when you do that, like for Tony Hawk 1 and 2, you get amazing results. I think it did exactly what it was supposed to do, and I loved it. And you can go back and listen to our review episode yeah. uh, to to hear all about how much I was gushing over it. But as soon as we were done, oh, that gushing review, was my favorite porn star. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their their flick together, oof. Oh, this, oof. Flick motion and it gushing. Won so many AVNs. AVAs, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but it, it it didn't capture me as much as I wanted it to. I just went back to play it and realized that like I'm kind of done with that formula. But okay. I respect the hell out of what it what it yeah. did. Well, so I it's know. not on my list, but uh, but I I do love that one of us has wow, it. No duplicates yet. No, not yet. Wow. This this one, my number eight, may be the first duplicate. Okay. Um, because I know that you love this as well, uh-huh. and you got me back into it this year. It's uh, what we do in the shadows. Oh, okay. Bad. Yeah. Season two. That is coming up on my list. Okay, so let's table it for now. Yeah. And I'm happy that you're the one to take the reins on it because, like I said, you were the one that really hammered me getting back into it, and uh, and I thank you for that. <laughs> I, no problem. We'll get, we, we will talk all about it, but I swear to God, I should get a percentage of ratio of money that this show makes because I get so many people back, back into watching it. I, like, yeah. I just like shake people. I'm like, have you watched what we do in the shadows? Uh, okay, so my number seven, this is also a unique one, kind of like Be More Chill. Uh... This one's a podcast. Okay. This one's called Podcast the Ride. It's uh, three friends that uh, review theme parks. Now, I have not been to a theme park, I swear to God, since I was 19 (laughs) years old, which is a couple years ago. And I haven't been to Disney World since I was 12. It's like two, three years ago. Yeah, Yeah, two, three years ago. I'm like, I'm a hot 24-year-old. And uh, it, but what I, you know, kind of, I hate to say this, but kind of like the musical thing is, What's great to hear these guys talk, and it's three guys, Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Jason Garner, uh, is that what I really love about that is that the thing we lost a lot about this year was was socialization and yeah. having three friends talk to each other. And what I think is always great about podcasts in general is it's, you know, a couple of people talking to their friends and you're the friend at the table. Yes. You know? The you're intimacy. 100%, yeah. 100%. You're part of it. And it's funny that in this year when we had more time than ever to do things, our socialization dipped because- you know, like not to get too much into like, you know, mental capacity and stuff like that. But like when you're depressed, you don't want to talk yeah. to people. Yeah. And when you don't feel inspiration, you don't want to share. Guess what's going on? Nothing. Everyone you know? thought that all they were going to do was be productive and yeah. just do all the, cross off all the things you yeah. thought you were going to do. But lethargy, if you're never going to write your book, it's yes. going to be not, like, yeah. I, you know, what? a lot of that's just horseshit. But, yeah. and so to hear three friends talk to each other out of obligation, maybe. And it's the same reason why you and I, I'm really glad we had this podcast because yeah. during when we were recording, you know, over, uh, you know, digital means and stuff like that. It was great to look forward to yes, something. Yes, totally. You know, and I love hearing these guys talk and while they're talking about a thing that you, the opposite of something you can do in a year of a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. It was so much fun to hear them talk about like insane uh, European ripoff theme parks in the 80s. Or well, so what, oh, is that what they, because typically they review theme parks, right? They or, review theme parks they, or rides at theme parks. Yeah. They bring on people that have specific memories or used to work at them or like do things. And it's, they're, first of all, they are so funny as, as a threesome. Yeah. And then, it, which, Another AVN award, but uh, the funniest threesome uh, is, but then they have like all these great things. One of my favorite things that they do, it's two favorite things that they do is in the, um, for Halloween, they do the, the haunted mansion, which is the famous ride at at Disney world that everyone knows. Uh, even if you've never been there, they made an Eddie Murphy movie about that was very unsuccessful, but this haunted successful to you. 
successful. You know what? Me. I should say that. That was very subjective of me to say that. That was very unfair. Um, they, 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 what they do is they're making it a yearly thing to talk about the Haunted Mansion. And only this year, after four years, have they gone inside now. So in the first year, it was only about the line. Oh my God. And in the second year. And so this like level of minutia is mind melting and I love it. Yeah. And I'm not a Disney guy. So yeah. just keep that in mind. So like, or the other one, which was the, the, like as, as a guy that hosts a podcast, I love when they put themselves through an absolute gauntlet of terror of creating these things. So like one thing they did was the, um, the downtown Disney ordeal where they broke downtown Disney is a section of like a mall, let's yeah. say. And they broke it down into sections of like four stores each. And they did a daily podcast for two and a half <laughs> no. weeks, breaking down sections of this downtown Disney ordeal that they called it. That level of like, you could hear them agonizing on the pocket made me laugh so hard. Oh, it's and amazing. So in a year where we were all distant and couldn't do stuff like this, it was great to hear friends talk about something that you remember doing. It's funny. I had, I thought about possibly putting a podcast on this. Right. But I just didn't know if it was going to be enough and it was going to be warranted. And then I was like, well, which one do I do for a new one? And I thought about putting um, the dropout, which okay. is the podcast about by ABC, the podcast about uh, the, the CEO of, I don't, I can't remember the name of the company, but the company, it was like the medical company mm. and she, and she, uh, Theranos, Holmes. Theranos, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Holmes. Holmes. Yes, yes. Wow, I guess that. That's really actually That's, what it yeah, is. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. Well, I wasn't being descriptive enough for you. No, when you said ABC <laughs> the dropout, I'm like, you're like medical company. I'm like Elizabeth Holmes, and I thought you were joking. No, no, no. It's no, actually no. good. Yeah, Theranos. Oh. It's amazing. It's it's a very very good podcast. Is it really good, Mikey? Is it? Listen, this is really good. <laughs> yeah, uh, she has she has this voice that she puts on. It's it's bizarre. Her whole story is fucking bonkers. I I don't want to mock her, and then it turns out you're like, oh yeah, you can mock her. She's kind of yes, not great. Yeah, she's not <laughs> like, a great oh, okay, not a great cool. human being. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there you go. So that's that's my number seven podcast to ride. My number seven uh, is very personal to me. Oh. I, I, I've, I've talked about it on this podcast before, and I remember while I was watching it thinking, holy shit, someone read my diary. Like, this is specifically made for me. Wow. I loved and have, I love and have loved all of the entries of like the, the toys we grew up on, the movies oh, yeah, that made yeah, us yeah. and all that. And the same company this year released High Score, which is essentially the same sort of Netflix documentary series right. that really goes inside baseball. Video games afford you the opportunity to start over. In games, we all start at the exact same place to play together we're all playing by the same rules with a certain specific thing whether it's a video game or or if it's the example of uh, the toys we grew up on like the star wars toys mm. or or power rangers or something like that and this is just different arcade games and console games and the rise of atari and 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 space invaders and it goes really really deep inside all these stories that are, are near and dear some of which i knew and some right. of which i didn't but watching it just felt like a gift like i just felt so lucky to be able to watch something like that <laughs> and just cute. be like i get to like see inside like all of these heroes talk passionately about the things that they did and it seems like that's almost a new style of document not new style necessarily but a more and more common style of documentary mm. coming out like the recognition that people want to really see the minutiae of how a, right. a something is put together and I'm 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 all there for it. So oh, high scores on Netflix if you haven't seen that uh, that's my number 7. Number 7. Okay, so my number 6 I'm, you know, based, you've said this a couple times, so I want to see where it is on your list, but I, I want to talk about The Good Place. Oh, okay. Mine, it's coming up. Oh, it's coming up? It's okay, coming good. up, and mine is is higher than you. So, and okay. I know you're, you, again, I keep saying this, but you are the one who got me into the, to, <laughs> to, to, to give The Good Place a shot. 
let's table that until until it comes Can't up because that's going to be that's going to be later on in my list. Oh, so we have two things in common now so far. Yes, that's good. Two, All two right. so far. Uh, and similar, uh, or, or speaking of th- people that have two things in common, oh. uh, my number six is yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, my number, number six. My number yeah. six. We both had to look down yeah. and then look back up at each <laughs> I literally other. Like counted six. six. Uh, is possessor. What are you doing? I can't pull the trigger. I need to know. I need to know what she's done to me. Oh, the God. movie Possessor uh, by uh, David Attenborough. No. <laughs> Whoa! You mean David, David Cronenberg. Cronenberg's son, son. Brendan Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> this is like you couple- and I are doing a bit where we repeat the words out of each other's mouth here. Well, remember, remember a couple a couple of weeks ago, I on one of the podcasts was trying to say uh, like Al Pacino, and I oh. ended up saying. Andy Kaufman and Andy Garcia and Val Kilmer. Like, yeah. I just could not yeah. get the name right. It was bizarre. Yeah, we went, we went through, like, the seven stages of uh, Kevin Bacon or something. <laughs> just to get back to Andy I Kaufman. probably thought it was Kevin Bacon at some you, point. Yeah. yeah, you probably did. Um, okay, so Possessor. Possessor Cronenberg by stuff. David Attenborough is a great... <laughs> so, it's a movie that that I'd heard about, and and I know you love uh, Cronenberg, I right? Do. I love David, David Cronenberg. Cronenberg. I love David Cronenberg. And what was your favorite Cronenberg movie? Uh, ooh, that's a really good question. Ooh, it's probably The Fly. It's just so, it's got the biggest budget and it's just so expertly made and it also has held up pretty well because all the effects were practical. Yes. But there's a lot of them like Evil Idle Hands and there's a bunch of them that I really, yeah. really like. They're all really weird and small and he makes a lot of them, which I appreciate. I love the weirdness of his movies. Yes. And, and what I love about Brandon Cronenberg's movie Possessor is mm-hmm. that it's very, it has this nod to his dad's stuff without being like, I'm just going to rehash what my dad does. Right. Like there's elements of it, but it's essentially about this this, this company that has the ability to essentially possess people's minds and control them in order to get close enough to targets to do something, to sabotage them, yep. to kill them, to whatever. And it's it's not about like how Inception was about pulling off one of those plans. Yeah. Like here's this cool concept and here's us pulling it off. It's about the mental effect that that has on the people who do it. Like can you keep track of your own self right. when you're possessing other people's bodies and what is yourself and this and that. And that mental journey, I think was something that was so creative in like a thriller type movie that uh, not enough people are talking about mm. it. Cause I don't know too, too many people who have seen it and, and have been, been championing it like I am. So I saw Chris Ryan from the ringer put this in his top 10. Oh, nice. Year. And nice. I was like really happy. And I thought of you because yeah. I'm still trying to find access to where I can watch this movie. Oh, you haven't seen I it haven't yet. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, wow. And I, and I desperately do want to see it. Yeah. Um, and once we left October and I hadn't saw it, I was like, well, now it's in the back burner. Like, God damn it. You See, know? here's the thing. I, it's not a horror movie. Mm. It's not something you need to watch around Halloween or All Hallows Eve. Okay. Yeah. What is it about? Witches? It's about, uh, yeah, witches and gremlins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Witches and gremlins. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A couple yeah. Frankensteins show up. Oh, there's a ton of Frankensteins. <laughs> don't, don't That's a given. Don't Frankensteins are like the pawn on a chessboard in this movie. They're all <laughs> over the goddamn place. Nerf it. Uh, okay. So my number five. Whoa, we're going through this. Number five, The Mandalorian. Mando! Oh, Mando! Mando! Actually, uh, so I have The Mandalorian up on my list oh, as well. So yes. why don't I, I I'll, I'll leapfrog again. Okay. I'll go quick into my number five because you're not going to have a ton to say about it. Oh. Uh, I know this already. Okay. Um, But my number five, and then, we'll, and then we'll get How to How fucking dare you bite your tongue? <laughs> Is uh, is uh, the concept of being a good friend. Oh, God damn it. 
Uh, what is the concept of trust? <laughs> oh, man. Fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. It's having a huge hog. Oh, man. Uh, what? 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 Uh, what? What did I say? You're right, and it hurts. <laughs> or it doesn't. And yeah, that's the no, problem. it doesn't. That, yeah, yeah, no. Is it in yet? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> um, and the question is, I don't know. My number five is uh, Demon Souls. Which I, and this is obviously the remake. I'm not going back to the original FromSoft game. It's the Blue Point game. Speaking of remakes, yeah. this was one of the areas where I thought, do I talk about remakes in general or Demon Souls? I'm actually, I'm, I'm weird about this one because if you, if you asked me either right when I started playing the game or when I knew I was going to be playing the game, mm-hmm. I'd be like, that's for sure going to be my number one on this list. It's like, I love Dark Souls. I love Bloodborne. I yeah. love that Demon Souls kind of like uh, formula. And now that I've played it, I just beat it yesterday as of recording, actually. And now that I've beaten it, I'm actually surprised that it's as high as it is. I had a lot of issues with it, but it was still one of the games that just really kept me going this year. I had a drive to play it and a drive to beat it. I found it much more frustrating and not in a, not in a difficult way, but just in a mechanical way than a lot of the other Dark Souls games. Yeah. But still, totally worth playing. An amazing uh, example of what the PlayStation 5 can do. Highly recommend it. If you have it, if you have the PlayStation 5, somehow, it's a must play. Hmm. Um, and not too much more to say about that. I've said a ton about it over the past few weeks on the podcast. Glad I got the chance to play it. Gave me a great uh, game to exit out the uh, the year with. Oh, well, there you go. Demon yeah. Souls, number five. Number five. Okay, my number four. Well, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you okay with this? No. <laughs> <laughs> number four. Better Call Saul. Okay, so I have that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, do you? No, I was no, going to no, be like, no, oh, no, no, shit. No. Uh, Better Call Saul, uh, to me, was the best TV show this year. Really? And I will I'll get into some other shows that I actually think were maybe critically or like with my art, artistic eye wanted sure. to be the best shows of the year and unfortunately didn't make their list because they were about subject matter that I didn't quite enjoy. And okay. so like, it's not my 10 things I loved while I can look at those shows and go, oh, those were very good. Right. I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna go like, you know what we should watch again? Yeah. You know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, to be honest, I'll get into it, but like the TV show of the year, I think is I May Destroy You. I think it's really phenomenally done and it's about an incredibly you know, gripping story matter, but it talks about like artistic, you know, uh, struggles and, and a lot of things. And I think it's really good. Yeah. But it's such a stress watch. Yes. That I'm not, okay. yeah. It's not on yeah. my 10 things I love about this year. Better Call Saul, it, half the time is doing like a little wink and a gun to the screen. Like, yes. And so while we're ramping up to near the end of Better Call Saul, we only have one more year left. Um, I think it puts us in an interesting place. It's, so this is the fifth season that came out this year. Yeah. I'm not going to get too much into the actual storytelling because I think, much like Breaking Bad, it will have a real big life on tons of replaying on streaming services like Netflix. Can, can I ask, when did this season wrap up? Was it like around S- April or so? Uh, Yeah, I think just after that. Okay. Because I, I think I watched about half of the season. I'm okay. surprised I hadn't finished it, but I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Well, we're was getting seeing. it to like, we're getting it to the question now of, is this better than Breaking Bad? And, mm. and 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 I I'm not saying like yes 100%. I'm just saying like it's now a question that you can ask yourself sure. of going, wow, this storytelling's really good and compelling and has kind of advanced maybe some of the issues that Breaking Bad had. Sure. It's moved past on or, you know, you know, solved uh solved those problems. Solved? Oh. Oh, <laughs> so good, man. Better call solved. Um I just think it's like 
the problem is it can't be better than Breaking Bad because it wouldn't have existed without Breaking sure, Bad and that sure. whole philosophical argument that you can make. Well, then in your Fraser head. can't be better than Cheers. Well, I think you could bite your fucking tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I think Moose the dog would have a few things to say about that one. Um, I just, it's a really phenomenal show. Who would have thought that Bob Odenkirk would have turned in such a, like incredibly gripping oh my God, dramatic performance. Yeah. And Vince Gilligan just showing again where he's like, when he writes television, it's compelling. It's yeah. compelling all over the place. I loved watching Better Call Saul. And even the first couple of years, it was a slog for me to get through. And I enjoyed every episode, but I always was never compelled to watch the next one. Yeah. Now I'm at season five and I'm like, oh my God, this is a piece of art. Like, you know, you know what, I, what I struggle with is the show has gotten so good that every time an episode comes on, yeah. I want to be in the right time and place, mm. set and setting, as it were, to watch it. Yeah. Like, I want to make sure that I'm not just rushing through it because I, I think it deserves more attention than that. Similar to what I was talking about with I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Yeah. It's not as mentally draining and demanding, but it is something that I want to be there for and be present for. And uh, I think that's kind of what happened is the pandemic went on. I was stressed out. I didn't want to watch deep, meaningful things right. because I was just in my own head. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put this aside. I'll watch it later. And now I still want to finish it. I love it. So me not having finished it is not a detriment to it, mm. but it's like I, saving dessert for last. Yeah. Kind yeah, of thing, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You want to get to the part you enjoy. I, yeah. t- I totally understand that. So my number four, better call Saul. Awesome. Well, my number four is uh Mando. Mando. Mandalorian was your number My five, Mandalorian right? was number five. Yes. Now, Mandalorian, and here's a little bit of a heads up. Ah. Uh, if you're not already a part of our Patreon over at patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast, you can join us uh, on the Mushroom Club. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're going to very soon be releasing an episode where we do a deep dive into the entire second season. Absolutely. Uh, and the reason why we do that is because it's just a fucking fantastic show. It really is. And we wouldn't, on the retrograde, we'd be either stealing from a video game or not giving it enough time. So we yeah. decided to devote a whole episode over the Mushroom Club. Yes. Mushroom Club makes a great holiday game. Mmm, that's a great. You know what? That's just true. saying. You know what? Buy me a subscription to the Mushroom Why Club. Not? Do it. Buy Mikey. Buy something. one producer Elliot. Buy one for everybody. <laughs> we don't allow producer Elliot his own possessions, no, so that's a little bit not. troublesome. Go yeah. back to the yeah. cage. What? Uh, so, so anything specific you want to say about the Mandalorian? Um, I think it's pretty incredible that they took what was seen by almost like a four quadrant kind of, you know, business nonsense terms, a success. Yeah. Mandalorian was a success, not only in popularity, but critically, which is really hard to do these days, especially for Star Wars. And while Star Wars was rudderless in a lot of ways with its movie adaptations. Yeah, Paul wasn't in it. uh, No, no. And God, wouldn't that be great? (laughs) Um, Their first entry into TV was so pointed and knew exactly what it was and created this world that was so... I, I just, we couldn't believe it. And then they take season two and then they go, oh no, we, we actually know what we're doing here. We know exactly yeah. what we want the show to be. And you go, whoa. And it's like, we've been watching it. And all of a sudden the, the, the Wizard of Oz's cape drops and you're like, oh, that's who it is. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just found it too incredible without spoiling anything. Cause this is pretty tight to when the episodes had just ended. So I, I don't want to ruin anything for anyone. I just, it's, it's pretty impressive. The amount and the skill that they were able to create for a television show. I agree, and it's it's. I found myself a couple times during the second season thinking, like when they show kind of like the just certain profiles of some of the enemies, yeah. especially the the dark troopers, yeah. like the way that they're filmed. I'm like, 
if this were on a big screen, right, you wouldn't be able to con- like I-, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference between whether this was a movie that has all the money of Disney in the world yeah. behind it or a TV show for Disney Plus. Absolutely, it's so well filmed. And I feel like I'm not being ripped off. It's not like a like a budget version of anything. No. Uh, and I think that's maybe one of the reasons why some people are hesitant to get into it because they're like, well, it's a TV version of Star Wars. In uh, yeah. the same way that like Marvel's event, uh, 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 Agents of Shield, Agents of Shield would yeah. be like a TV show that I'm like, I'm a I'm a fan of the Avengers. I don't think I'm going to love Agents of Shield. Right. This is like if you like Star Wars especially if you haven't liked the past few uh, movies, you could still absolutely love this. I think it's a great palate cleanser for that. And with this being said, like these bloated Star Wars movies, which is one of the biggest issues is like, we're going to travel to nine worlds. It's two two hours and 40 minutes. You're like, all this kind of stuff. These TV shows go from 32 minutes to 50 minutes at its longest. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you have to do weekly. And the second season's only what? Nine episodes? Eight, I think. Eight. Yeah. They're, They're telling a condensed story that is very... Finite. Yes. You know what I mean? It's not like Mr. Infinity. Right. It's very finite. <laughs> and it knows exactly what it's telling. I can't say enough good things about it. And if you want to hear us really break down and spoiler the whole thing yes. up over at the Mushroom Club. Sounds good. So, Andrew, what is your number three? My number three is Jackie Daytona. Oh, and what we do in the shadows, What we baby. do in the shadows. Uh, Bat- Jackie Daytona has a major league plan. Talent show tomorrow, here in the pub. You can do some impersonations. I was. There you go. Uh, it's, <laughs> I, I cannot say enough good things about what we do in the shadows. I, you know, there are certain things, and I, it kind of ties back to the Auntie Donna's thing a little bit, where you get these surprises. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's one thing for people to go like, oh, it's Star Wars, it's a TV show, and you go, oh, my, and your hopes are up, and then they're met, and you're like, yay, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's other ones where you have no expectations, and it just blows you over like, like a wave hitting you, and you're like, oh. Wait, so did you not have expectations for this show when you started Oh, I watching? think I had low expectations. See, I, it's funny, because I, the re, well, I guess same with me, because I didn't watch the show in the beginning, because mm. I'm like, the movie was amazing. Yeah. And I just can't imagine that the show is going to be as good as that. Exactly. I felt like I didn't need anything more after the movie. And you were the one who was like, no, trust me, it's really, really good. And I started watching it and I was like, okay, like <laughs> this is as funny, like one-to-one with the movie. Yeah. The movie is not any more funny than the TV show. No, and it, and they're different, yeah. and which I really do love. Yeah. Like while it's the same style and it's a mockumentary style of a documentary crew and in the second season, they definitely play with that a lot more of actually yeah. seeing the crew getting stuck in situations. Yeah. Um, I really do- <laughs> Leaving them stuck in wells. Stuck and, yeah. in wells, good, like when he turns into a bat and he's like, okay, I'll come back for you guys. Um, you know, I, I will point to the Jackie Daytona episode, uh, I believe it's called On the Run, um, where- With- Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. So speaking of Star Wars, yeah. um, it starts with a very classic opening of somebody looking for money because 600 years ago they <laughs> rented a place and they ruined it. And he's been on the run since. And so Matthew Barry, uh, the, Matt Barry that, uh, that plays... Uh, uh, not Nandor. Not Laszlo. Uh, Laszlo? Laszlo. Laszlo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laszlo goes on the run and creates the identity of Jackie Daytona, who is a... You know, low time bartender at a <laughs> at a, at a, roadside a local place. bar, yeah, and and also becomes a huge women's volleyball fan, <laughs> and uh, and then eventually, you know, Mark Campbell finds him and they reveal themselves and stuff like that. This show is just so funny because not only do the characters really truly believe that they're living these characters, yeah, you really do believe that they they've been living for thousands of years, and this could not matter less to them. It's it, they they pull that off so well, and I think the the funniest character maybe in television right now is Nadja. Nadja. She yeah. is so goddamn funny. Um the the 
way that the actors, like you said, have kind of come into their own with each of their different characters, they all, like, I find that there's some shows that I'll watch where certain characters I just don't care about. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't need this person in the show. Every time there's a scene with anyone in this, whether it's, whether it's uh, Nandor, who's, who's, the the ex like well, I don't know what like an army general yeah, was, or something yeah, yes, and, yes. Um, or or oh, what's the name of the uh, the new kind of vampire the Colin energy, Robinson Colin the energy, Robinson Colin yeah. Robinson the energy vampire the energy vampire who, yeah. in the first season I was like I don't know if we need this guy and then the second season they have two really good episodes with him yeah. where he becomes like a hotshot because his thing is oh, sucking people's yes, energy yeah. like it's the guy that's like droning on and won't leave you in a conversation yes he feasts on that like oh my god and does guy. it on purpose yeah, to, yeah. So uh, every I, so often you find the characters in this this moment when they're just talking about something really dumb and you're like what how did we get here and then it just cuts to Colin Robinson and his eyes are like glowing he's like oh he set this up this fucking asshole I I just can't say enough good things about the show it sounds so odd it's about vampires living in the modern world yep and and there there are many adventures with uh with Guillermo and, and Colin Robinson I just I love Guillermo who's possibly related to Van Helsing <laughs> who's possibly Van Helsing and he's like rise up it's yeah. so funny yeah the, one of my favorite episodes on top of the Jack Daytona one is when they break in with the vampire hunters to kill all the vampires. Oh. And they think, they're like, guys, we shouldn't do this. It's just, and you think it's going to be a setup for just a break and entering and they're going to get arrested by the cops, except there are really vampires <laughs> and they have to like, uh, it's so good. I can't say nothing about this very low budget fun show, but what we do in filmed the shadows. Filmed in Toronto too. Filmed in Toronto. Yeah. Currently filming season three. Oh, is it really? So. Whereabouts? We got to go find them. Yeah, we got to go stalk them. Yeah, they got to, <laughs> did you hear our podcast about this? Stalk them or stake them? Oh. Because uh, one of those is a really good vampire <laughs> pun. <laughs> very good. Thanks, man. <laughs> oh well, thanks so much for joining us on the retrograde. For the- <laughs> to find one and two, go to our Twitter account. Uh- <laughs> uh, so my speaking of number two, oh. or is it number three? Number you're three. At my number, number three. That was my number three. So you're yes, three. my number three is the Good Place. Oh well, that works. Which out. we can now talk about. Oh my god, uh, the Good Place is a movie. Uh, oh, movie. Good start. It's it's a very long movie that yeah, takes place over movie. over several episodes, <laughs> um, seventy plus hours of movie. <laughs> Um, I, this was a movie that I, Jesus Christ. Oh my God, Mike, are you okay? That I started watching back when it first came out, uh, what, four years ago, I guess. And I saw the first few episodes and it wasn't bad, Mm -hmm. but it just was, it was a little bit light, a little bit fluffy and it never quite grabbed me. And then I kept hearing people talk about it. People whose opinions I really appreciated, uh, on Mm -hmm. like movies Mm -hmm. and television. Mm -hmm. And when we were doing our top 10 TV shows of the decade at the end of last yeah. year, you had the good place on your list, and I thought you were absolutely insane. Yeah, I, I think thought it was, it was pretty high too. I thought it was recency bias. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. I was like, "That's crazy," but I don't know why. A few weeks ago, mm-hmm. not that long ago, yeah. I decided to just pick it up where I left off around episode six or so of the first season, and I finally saw how smart it was mm-hmm. and how well written it was it reminds me a little bit of community in a way like like tonally and i had so much fun with it i consumed it and finished it in like two weeks or something like that four seasons yeah and i put off watching the last episode until earlier this week because i just didn't want to let these characters go which is a really good summary of what the last episode is. Is letting things go. It's letting things go. Yeah. I, I, Mike Shore created this one. He also created Parks and Rec and worked on The Office. I, I think he's quite brilliant. And they really put a lot of thought into the philosophy of the show to create it not 
based on any one single religion, but to base it on the idea of existence as a whole. Yeah. And I, you know, obviously it turns out Ted Danson is a good TV actor. I yeah. fucking, who'd have, who'd have seen that coming? Eh? Cannot get enough Ted Danson in my life. He's so good. Janet as a character. I loved Dar- I, Darcy Carden, Darcy Carden yeah. and the, the way that they use her and not too much, but the four characters that they create that have gone into their afterlife and the friendship that they created, you know, there's a common thread among all our picks here, but the, the friendship that they've created and what it means to exist is a really beautiful thing around the good place. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, you know, I'm not going to ruin the ending for you, but I think the last episode, I cried so much, but the last episode is like a really good summary of, it's not about a destination. Yeah. It's about the journey. And I know that's like a horrible cliche, but when you think about it, that's really true. Where yeah. are we going? You know what I mean? Like, well, it's funny. I, what I love about that is the whole show, it gets very deep philosophically, like mm-hmm. questioning what the meaning is and this and that. And the fact that it comes around to such a simple answer yeah. is poetic in its own way. And I really like that. I also, you know, one character on that show who in the first season I I did not like, Jason Mendoza, yeah. they built his character and the actor got so much better yeah. into his role as seasons went on. He ended up becoming just such a treat to have on the screen. <sighs> well, it's like when the when the idiot says something emotional, you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, because yeah. he's always there for a joke. And when it's not a joke, you're like, oh, oh no, yeah, he's yeah. learning to think. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. The Good Place. I, I, I'm so glad that you found it. And I hope so many other people are too. It's on most streaming services at this point. Yeah. And uh, it's a really good, easy rewatch because it is a normal network TV show yeah. where it's 22 goddamn minutes. You can fly through them. Yeah. Well, I just want to say before you get to your next pick, it's, you know, for a gaming podcast, mm. we don't have a ton of games on here so far. I mean, I had... Uh, uh, high score, yeah, which is kind of about video yeah. games. I had uh, Demon Souls on there, so that's I, and I have two. Be More Chill, which is a musical video musical game. about yep, video yep. games. But I do want to say, just as a general overview of, of right. if you're wondering why we don't have a ton of games on here, I actually found 2020 to be a pretty not great year for games. I would agree with you. There are outliers and exceptions. And we may get to some of those still. Okay. But if you're wondering why this is so uh, movie TV heavy, it's because, I mean, for me at least, usually video games are my preferred medium. I just didn't have all that much to play this year. No, I'm really glad you're bringing that up because like, you know, I've I've stated on this podcast previously too, this was a year I wasn't going to buy sports games. Yes. You know, to try and get away from that trap and hopefully, you know, teach them. And I think it's kind of working by the way because nobody bought Madden and no one bought 2K. Yes. Which is great. Yes. Um, They were also caught in the middle of a cycle with, you know, generations and stuff like that. I don't care. They need to get better. Yep. Um, So all these like automatics that I always went to year after year didn't happen. Yep. And, uh, and I think what the beauty of this podcast is there's so many great games out there and at a time of economic strife, you can go back and play them for cheaper and it's yeah. just as much fun. Well, like Hyperlight Drifter was my game of the mm. year, not because it came out this year, but because this was the first year that I played it. Right. And, uh, and I would have loved to have had that on my list, for example, but it's yeah. not there. So if you think that we just spent the year not playing video games, <laughs> there are a ton on this that I would have had on this list if my backlog could count as this year, but they're just, they're not, they ain't there. Ah, We'll We'll get into that a little bit after maybe. Okay. Sounds good. So I'll get into my number two then. Hilarious. Take a break. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Always with the jokes. (laughs) This guy, this guy and his jokes. All right. My number two is the last dance. We want to keep this excellence going. Unbelievable. Once you reach the top, where do we go from here? Fuck! Oh, you didn't. Oh, oh you don't have it on your God. list. You don't have it on your list, dude. I didn't. 
<laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh, this makes me happy. I didn't now. even think about that. Well, I've referenced The Last Dance a ton of times on this podcast. Right. I think about it all the time. Yeah. It's easily one of my favorite things that have happened this year. <laughs> What the fuck? Don't worry. There's time on Last Dance Island. We can go share it together. Don't worry. Oh, my God. Thank God one of us brought it up because I I would have been ashamed if this (laughs) top 10 went by with neither of us picking it. The Last Dance, directed by Jason Hare, uh, is a documentary about the last season of Michael Jordan on the Bulls, which is 1994. And uh, 1996, Jesus Christ. uh, (laughs) 1994, I was thinking. You said that so confidently. I was like, I'm not No, I have something else written down about 1994 and I just looked down. Oh. Uh, you know that thing where like you're writing, you're hearing something and you write it down when you're yes. writing? You're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, crap. It's about the last season with the Bulls and this incredible, you know, unfiltered level of access that they had to this team uh, filled with incredible personalities and talent. You know, Phil Jackson, one of the winningest coaches of all time. Scotty Pick- Scottie Pippen, one of the best 50 players that's ever played the game. Uh, Dennis Rodman, one, an absolute enigma. Steve Kerr, who now is one of the most successful coaches of all yep. time. It's really just a, an incredible thing. And at the center is literally a documentary about a person that might be one of the most famous people of the last hundred years. Yeah. And he's and his life as he walks around in just one year of maybe one of his most high scrutinized years of his life. It's it's truly remarkable. Now, yes, you could get in a fistfight a little bit about how much that access was and he was a producer on it and blah, 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 blah. Who cares? We got something that Michael Jordan, You how much we know about Michael Jordan is very little. He's yeah. not a very public persona. Yep. And- we found out a lot about him, you know, direct from the horse's mouth. Sure. Like he was looking at tape and then would look up at you and go, yeah, that's why I thought about it. And you're yeah. like, whoa, I found it incredible. And I also was really impressed by ESPN and Netflix that co-produced it to release it weekly. Yes. So this is something I kind of want to talk about as well. Oh. This was the year I fell in love with weekly television again. Same with me. Oh, really? I'm so happy you're bringing okay, this yeah. up. This is, <laughs> this is, this is the equivalent of, of me realizing a love for like, vinyl again ah i thought you mean records <laughs> yeah, yeah albums oh yeah i thought what i wanted was everything all at once right now and yep. it turns out th- this year there were a couple episodic things that i got into where i loved the weight i loved it i loved it yeah i loved it i and i hbo did a lot of that as well which i will kind of get into in our honorable mentions here but i really loved having to wait and then kind of like we would have these like mj mondays with my yes. player one and i where we would sit there and go like oh we talk about it afterwards and go like well that was really interesting yeah. i can't wait for next week yeah you know instead of watching all like three and a half in one night and then like having to wait the next day yeah yeah, then, yeah 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 you know, and it would have taken its appeal away i loved that it was appointment television and in a, in a time where a lot of people had all the free time in the world you had to create an appointment to watch the last dance like at seven o'clock on a Monday. I love so. that. And I'm so much more for that. I find it's it's tough what I end up doing when I have the entire series or or you know, six episodes or yeah. something out all at once is I will try to limit what I can watch. So I'll watch like two episodes or three episodes or four. But when it comes time for that last episode or two, because it's already been out and everyone who could have ruined it either has yeah. or there's no one else to, to like witness it with, I just never end up watching it because I don't want it to end. Mm. That happened with The Last of Us. I, I Dexter. zoomed through it. Dexter, <laughs> well, different reason for Dexter. But I zoomed through uh, uh, The Good Place ah. and I had one episode left and just, didn't watch it for like a week and a half because I didn't want it to be over. Oh. Mandalorian was the same way. Um, well, not quite, but it. I didn't watch most of it. Okay. And then I watched all of it all at once. Okay. And I think I would have just let it go if we weren't trying to finish it for uh, for the Patreon yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, but I love episodic 
content again. It's Turns so out, much fun. Make me wait, baby. Edge me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love looking forward to something. Yeah, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. So, Last Dance, that was the second thing that I loved most this year. Well, then my second thing that I love most this year uh, conveniently has a number two in it as well. <gasps> it's The Last of Us Two. Well, Mikey. Two. That is going to be on my list. Is it? What, I don't where know. Where is it going to be? I Andy? don't know which one. Andy, tell me. Negative three. Andy, it could please be. tell me though. It's level S. It's zero. <laughs> it's, I don't know. So yes, we will talk about that shortly. Well, no, right now. We'll talk about it right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. So you're number game. one. My number one is Last of Us 2. The valley of the shadow of death And I fear no evil Because I'm blind to it all Okay. Uh, it is maybe the sole piece of art that I have thought about the most since finishing. Yes. It has ended and I've constantly talked about it. Not only have I talked about it, you know, in my own head, I've had people that text me most about this. It is the single most... Uh, talked about episode that we released. I have the most people come to me yeah. and want to talk about our Last of Us 2 episode. And one of the most, well, yeah, one of the highest listened to as well, just in terms well, of, of, of listenership. Uh, if you haven't heard that and you've played The Last of Us, Andrew and I did a deep, deep dive deep. earlier in the summer. Uh, Jesus, who, however many episodes ago, but it's in our back can catalog. Remember? No one can. Who can remember? There's 138 episodes. Yeah. Well, at this and point, 139. Ellie can only count to three now. It's, it's, it's tough, Yeah. <laughs> I it I agree with you. Like it, it it just it had it had people talking in in you know obviously what we're saying all these things is it's really tough this year to really create a ton of noise for this. Yes. And Last of Us Two stood out above the rest. Yes. It also you know ma taught me a lot about storytelling. I, I never thought you could feel a certain way about the Last of Us Two and the story that they told and the characters that they yep. told and introduced you to. I never thought in a million years I'd feel this way coming off of Last of Us 1, which I really loved. Sure. And then turning around and going like, oh, now I don't know how I feel about the characters anymore. Yeah. They told a story that was so compelling and so interesting and turned it on his head that I'll be thinking about this for a long, long time. Yeah. And I'm so glad I played it this year. And I, I love, like, just to kind of add on to what you're saying there, something that video games can do that no other medium can do is make you be the person right. you despise. Yeah. Like, Abby, I, I mean, spoiler alert, I, I guess. You know, I, I guess. Like, yeah. like you, you won't want to listen to it. We won't get too, too into it. Won't I suppose. Finish the game. But, yeah. uh, but uh, if if you haven't played through it yet and you still plan on it and you somehow haven't had it ruined, turn off the the podcast. Yeah, I'm proud <laughs> um, of you. But the uh, but Abby having killed Joel and then you having to control Abby yeah. is such a strange feeling as a gamer. Joel being one of the most beloved characters in recent gaming memory. Yeah. Now you have to be the person who you want to kill the most. Yeah. It's a really, really interesting choice to make. And, and I, I loved it. And it's just such a fucking shame that this game is met with so much vitriol from people who don't like it for whatever reason. It, it's just such an immature thing to do as a fan of this industry to say that it's not only that you don't like the story, but that it's shit and it's bad and yeah. it's not art and there were mistakes. It's like, this is doing the best big boy work of the industry and yep. really making video games art mm -hmm. and you're trying to cut it down by not appreciating the subtleties of it uh, even though those subtleties are uncomfortable for you. Yeah. Like, get over it. Absolutely. And it's telling not only, you know, it's not only branching, you know, breaking into a new storytelling, you know, um, 
you know, method, yeah. you know, by, by this, what videos, what video games can do, which is so interesting is make you walk a mile in anyone's shoes. Sure. And that's what, you know, that's why you and I love those like storytelling games, the short, you yeah. know, Firewatch, Firewatch, Finch, yeah. Gone Home. Yeah. I love those ones. And this one is the best version of that is like, you get to walk a mile in your enemy's shoes, right? Your enemy that you don't even know is your enemy. Yes. And she exists out there and she's your enemy. And you get to, because everyone is the, the hero of their own story. Yeah. And now you see her side of it and you're like, oh, wow, that's compelling. You know, like, and it's, and it's interesting because one of the things you and I got into most was kind of who we ended up not siding with right. necessarily. Cause I don't think this game requires you to side no. with anyone, but who we understood the motives of more uh, or who we thought kind of came more on the line of correct and incorrect. Right. And I've had this conversation with so many people, many of whom agree with me, probably more of whom disagree with okay. me. But I love the fact that there's this experience that we all play in a linear fashion mm -hmm. and come away with such different understandings of the characters as though we were watching or playing our own thing. In a game that choice doesn't play a factor, it's no. not Mass Effect. No. We saw the same thing, and yet we have such wildly different interpretations of it. That's art at its core. I 100%. And in, in, in a year that, yeah, maybe it was not the strongest year ever for video games, yeah. but there were still very good games that yep. came out. Yep. This is the one that will stand heads and tails above for me because we are, can have this conversation about this game. Yeah. Whereas I'm sure there's really great games that we will not have is this in-depth conversation about choice and and morals and ethics. And I, I just, Last of Us 2 is a real remarkable piece of art. Yeah. I mean, you talk about uh, uh, I Will Destroy You as yes. something that's very, very good, but you don't necessarily need it in your top 10 because mm -hmm. it's like, it's it's stress watching, oh, yeah. right? And, and I think that The Last of Us 2 walks that line perfectly. Not to say that something in order to be in a top 10 needs to be enjoyable necessarily, but... Last of Us 2 was also very stressful. Mm -hmm. I was high strung when I was playing this game, but it was also, once I got into the combat, pretty fun. Yeah. I thought it, it definitely had its issues. Oh, I think, yeah, I think yeah, mechanically, yeah. I, I came down a little bit harder on it than you did, but it warrants being not only in the top 10 for the story, but for the game as a package, which is, it says a lot. Yeah. You know, there are the other games out there that are like more fun video games, you know, potentially. Oh, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. that's what they're talking about. But um this one just as a as a as a as a shining star for what this industry can be, I think is it's gonna stand up there for a long time. Well, there you go. So yeah. my number one and your number two, Last of Us. Last number of Us indeed. Two. Number two. And maybe uh if we do get a Last of Us three, it's gonna oh. be out on this console, which is the PlayStation 5, and oh. that is my number one choice for this year. I am so deeply in love with my PlayStation wow. 5. It's my number one thing of this year. Wow. I I it's now why? Because it's kind of come out to me as a uh, as my entertainment console. Oh. All the apps that I used to have on my Android box are now on there. The controller, the more I play with it, the more I love it. The game so far, Demon Souls, Spider-Man coming out, mm. which I haven't played, but I'm going to start playing soon. And just the promise of a new generation feels good to have okay. at the end of the year. It's like the year is ending with the onset of something new and yeah. the promise of more to come. Right. It's almost metaphoric in in, in that level of catharsis. Oh. Um, and I just, I don't know, I, I feel really good about it. Okay. And I could have experienced all of the things on my list on that thing. So oh, there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> How about that? That's why my number one is my couch. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Obviously, you know, everyone, I, I, I think there is a hand in hand with 
maybe not the best year in video games, new consoles came out. Yes. I think those go together. Yeah, you know, true, A true. lot of people are holding back their bullets to find out. That's 100% true. Let's design for the next console. Yep. No one wants to do the thing of like, you could buy it for the PS4 and we'll give you a free copy for the PS5. You're like, yeah. well, so it's not really for the PS5 then? You know, like. Well, Cyberpunk did that. It seemed to work out pretty well for them. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I totally understand that. And that, that makes me give a lot of hope that 2021 yeah. An amazing year for video games. Amazing year for video games. Hopefully an amazing year for the retrograde oh. as well. And hopefully an amazing year for all the D-pads out there listening. Absolutely. So what was your going to be your prediction for 2021? For 2021, are we talking retrograde or anything outside anything, of that? Anything you want. I think. Okay. Good start. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I. You're going to hate me so much for oh, saying this. Great. You're going to hate me so much for saying this. I'm so excited. I think... I'm so I don't want to say it. <laughs> okay, and I don't want to. Oh, say you don't it. have to say it. Don't worry. Andrew, I'm going to say it. Okay, I think <laughs> we're going to learn something life changing, and I don't just mean life changing. Oh my god, it's about aliens. It's about aliens. Oh my god, it's about I think aliens. I think we're going to find out something about the Vast of Night, which is a movie that I wanted to have on this list. I did too. Um, I I just something tells me something's out there. Oh boy, and the uh, the truth is close. Yeah, the truth is close. That's Mulder Dead Files show. <laughs> Honestly, I hate saying it because uh-huh. if it doesn't happen, then I'm just another fucking crackhead. You don't crackhead. Yeah, crackpot. Crackhead. Oh, okay. You're on crack. <sighs> oh boy, he is on crack. I. You know what's funny? Why not take a swing? If you don't, if you say it, no one's going to remember this next year. Like I, well, actually, you know what? Deep ass remind him of this in a year. Like I actually, that would be, I'm going to set my calendar right now to this, but if not, and if you're right, holy shit. Like, I know, right. It'll be something. What about you? What's your, your big prediction? The Detroit Pistons are winning the championship. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I don't want to be too hokey about this, even though I am kind of a hokey bitch when it comes down to it. Um, but I'm really excited for 2021 when pe- people get to be in the same room together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we will appreciate time together more than we ever have for at least 45 minutes before we go back to usual. Th- that's the thing. And, and I, I understand that. We are who we are. And we have created little rituals that I, I will be hard to break. Oh, didn't Little Ritual die this year? Yeah, he invented rock and roll too. Yeah. Elvis stole it from him. <laughs> um, is that... I just, I, I, I'm, I'm very excited for people. I was very lucky to have somebody that I live with. Yeah. And I'm very excited for the people that lived alone this year and had a lot of time by themselves to uh, hug somebody this yeah. year. And I, I know how hokey that is, but man, that's going to feel really goddamn good. It's going to feel good. I worry, I may be too cynical, but Uh-oh. I worry that we're going to forget as soon as it starts, but, uh, and I, we're just going to go into a world of Johnny Silverhands, And, uh, <laughs> I think some people will, but I think that there's going to be an ability that wouldn't have existed otherwise, mm. uh, to appreciate things for what they are, whether you choose to see it or not is up to you. Yeah. But I think that it'll be there, uh, renewed. Wow. It's just talking about like stage things and crowds. Just imagine the next time you're with a lot of people, oh. And you don't have to worry. It's going to feel weird, man. It's going to feel very weird. weird, And then hopefully it stops feeling weird after a while. So I just, even if it's in a goddamn mask, who the hell cares? You're with people. Yeah. You know know what feels weird though? mm -hmm. Is leaving certain uh, honorable mentions off the list that we had. And Andrew, I know you have a ton to go through yourself. I have a few myself as well. Do you want to just go uh, one for one here in no particular order? Let's go for one for one in no particular order. Okay. I'll start. Oh, what a, whoa, <laughs> 2021, a completely different year. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, the Hunt. The, the Hunt. The movie You liked the hunt. the hunt? I loved The Hunt. Oh, wow. Yeah. You didn't like it? 
It was fine. I really liked it. Okay, well, there you go. So if I'm going to go with movies. I just like to see those lib cucks get what's coming. <laughs> I think we took from that very different things from that movie. <laughs> Uh, movies, I wanted to name Mank. I uh, mm. unfortunately didn't, so okay. Mank for sure. I've got uh, The Boys Season 2. I have Boys Season 2 on here too. I'm going to go with Boys State, a movie I oh. also talked about as a documentary on this. And also the place you want to visit for your vo- vacation. Yes, 100%. Or vocation. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with uh, Lovecraft County. Lovecraft was County was absolutely was on mine as well. Close, but no cigar. Hard cut. Uh, the Small Axe Anthology Series, uh, Steve McQueen's uh, series of small movies on Amazon Prime. Mangrove State is phenomenal and probably one of the best movies of the year. And what if we could talk about in the next couple months is, is it a movie or not? I don't know, but it's really good. Oh, shit. I didn't even hear about that. No, there you go. All right. I'll watch that. Um, this one's kind of on the verge of 2019, 2020, depending on where you are and where you would have seen it. But The Lodge, the movie uh, The Lodge, yeah. uh, stuck with me, creeped the absolute fuck out of me, and I loved every second of it. Uh, Insecure's re- latest season. Loved Insecure. Love it. So funny. Hate being it, love watching it. Um, I've got devs on there. We had devs. a whole bo- uh, bonus cast. Amazing that it didn't make either of our top tens, given how much we had to say about it. But uh, yeah, devs was a fantastic entry this year. Absolutely. Ted Lasso. Ah. Jason Sudeikis. Just a delightful show with a very well-meaning, nice guy. I thought it was really great and very heartfelt and very funny. Oh, nice. I have The Vast of Night, which ah, I mentioned earlier. That yes. was a uh, a very creative show, a Incredible. movie. Why can't Why? I just- What is going on? Are you blind for this kind of stuff? <laughs> I have movie blindness, yes. Uh, Vast of Night, absolutely go watch that on Amazon Prime. How To with John Wilson. Uh, Nathan Fielder produced show that is really great and honest portrayal and looking at genuinely talking to people and how they made the show is almost just as interesting as the show itself. I think it's phenomenal. A second season is coming, so don't worry, you can catch up. Anything Nathan Fielder has his hands on, I want to see. How To Um, with John Wilson. A video game that uh, I think could have come on but wasn't quite there for me, Hades, which Ah, came out, uh, was actually nominated for Game of the Year. Deservedly so. I think it was creative uh, enough to warrant it and a ton of fun. Uh, Okay, next one. The Great. Huzzah! Uh, about uh, the portrayal of Catherine the Great and oh. Russia thing, but it's a modern kind of rock t- interpretation of it. I thought it's so funny and so good and so dark. I, I That was the closest one to maybe making this list. The Where Great, did you watch that? The Great is on Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Amazon oh, Prime, Amazon Prime. I'll watch that. Yeah, it's Movie really good. or TV show? TV show. Yeah. But for you, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Honestly, Could be either. Not me. Yeah, both. I don't know. Could be both. Simultaneously, neither. Uh, Mortal Shell is a game ah. that uh, that came out almost like a budget title, similar to Dark Souls in that. Uh, it kind of held me over while I was waiting for Demon Souls. Definitely check that one out if you like a little bit of a challenge. Okay, I'm going to go with I'll Be Gone in the Dark, something mm. I talked about on this. Uh, it's a true crime show uh, about, the, about the Golden State Killer and really about the lives surrounding it it's really good and of this true crime where there's so much there's a glut of it out there right now i think this one stood heads and tails above awesome um i've got uh all my the rest of mine are kind of 2019 or before but things that i experienced this time so i've got hyperlight drift or i need that on there i've got uh the podcast the dropout which i already mentioned i have overwatch because how can i not mention overwatch it stuck with me through (laughs) thick and thin like no woman ever wanted to um and i've got the outer wilds on there as well would it be amazing if the video game gave up on you it's like okay we're uh, we're uninstalling ourselves it's gonna later. happen in the form of a hard drive failure or something oh, like that i don't know God. i just i'll just sit there and like he walks into the woods i've got a tailpipe in my closet to go <laughs> oh, suck on no. after that yeah. okay my shows are gonna be the crown 
Uh, Cheer, which came out this year, which I can't believe, which was a lot of fun. Industry, which I haven't talked about on the show, but I really want to talk about. It just got renewed for a season two, and it just finished as you're listening to this. It's a really great show. It's if, like, Succession and Melrose Place had a child. Oh, my God. And it's so good because it's, like, catty. Like, it's this London big bank, and it's about people that are trying to, like, uh, like almost like a Grey's Anatomy, like the newcomers coming into the thing. Yeah. And there's a tremendous amount of nudity and sex in the show, mm. and there's a tremendous amount of, like, hard business talk, but there's, like, emotion mm. in it. It's so goddamn good. So, Industry... Um, Normal People was really good. The Boys You Mentioned, Umbrella Academy, I May Destroy You, and Perry Mason. Those are all the things I wanted to add. I love it. Oh my God, so many things. A a ton of things. Definitely a ton of things. Uh, I I, Look, video games are my my medium. I'm hoping that uh, next year yeah uh I, I got a little bit more to talk about but i'm so fucking pumped what's well, let me ask you this okay because we're leading into the new year oh my right? god this is so the last excited. episode of the retrograde uh, unless you're a member of the mushroom club uh this year because we're gonna have actually oh, yeah. a uh, a little special episode that we're planning on releasing for the mushroom club which is kind of a countdown to the new year yeah done in the form of century club yeah uh, andrew and i will be getting sauced as we go <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you could get sauced with us as Come we count down to 2021 Fuck you, 2020. But with 2020 ending, Andrew, what is the next thing you're taking on? Whether it's a movie, TV show, game, what's the next medium that you're, or, 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 or something that you're getting into? Well, I, I would think it's going to be keep developing my video game palette. I'm really yeah. good at following like the TV shows and going like, oh, I heard this is really good. I should really yeah, watch yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pursuing it to find the way that you can watch it. And then I think movies have always, I've always done that for movies, but I've gotten really good at that for television. And now it's going to be for video games. I love that. Instead of just finding the things that appeal to me most and going like, well, you're going to love that. It's trying to push myself into places that I ne- normally necessarily wouldn't have liked and to finding things that people say are really good and trusting them and then going, oh, you know what? I do see why that's really good. And while maybe not for me, I want to push myself towards it. That's that's very similar to me. Uh, recently, I've started doing that and it's just worked so well. That's to, great. to get into a lot of games that I just resisted, I pushed up against yeah. and understanding that sometimes it takes five or six hours to do it. I spent a decent chunk of time yesterday with Death Stranding. Oh. And it's kind of working on me. There we go. I'm not in, in, fully okay. in, but it, it's had its moments where I'm like, Oh, I yeah. get, I get it, right. and it's interesting because it plays on all of your senses of like those dopamine hits you get from playing or from opening social media, right? And it literally doesn't try to hide that from you. It it rewards you by getting likes from people mm-hmm. and like giving you pop ups and think like it knows what it's doing, but that's part of the question of the game is right. is what is the meaning of it and does it matter and is it an actual currency? Or, it it's it's very interesting and the gameplay itself isn't as bad as I thought it was, okay. even though you're just walking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not like baby strapped to chest, but you're a couple of sips of Monster Energy you're drinking. I am a couple of sips Ooh. of Monster's way, and I'm just going <laughs> to piss all over your floor in a second here. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. From the bottom of our hearts, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Retrograde Podcast yeah. in 2020. Uh, we hope, you know, while the year is probably not excellent for anybody, we hope it wasn't as bad, and we hope that we could help any way that we can along the way. Yeah. Uh with that being said, we're so excited for 2021. So excited. We're so excited. We're so excited to leave this year and move up all together. Let's, let's keep doing great things. Join us at the Mushroom Club. We have a New Year's Eve uh, spectacular joining us there, and we can't wait to talk to you soon. My name's Andrew Bascom. And I'm Mikey Aronorth. And this is the Retrograde Podcast. Game over. Year over. You're over. Bye, 2020. Thanks.
Thank you so much for listening to the Retrograde Podcast. We look forward to recording this podcast all week long, and we hope you guys look forward to listening to it. You know how we got into retro video game podcasting for the money and the babes? We're really in it for the ratings and reviews. Money is ratings. Reviews are babes. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you enjoy podcasts. For any business inquiries, you can always email the Retrograde Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Retrograde Pod. And you can find Andrew on Twitter at Retrograde Andy. And then Mikey at Retrograde Mikey. Instagram at The Retrograde Podcast. And remember, find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Retrograde Podcast for all of your non-essential but very much enjoyable content. Between Twitter, Instagram, and everything in between, we've grown a great community. Thank you so much for being part of it. It's like a weird hippie commune where we all have jobs and we might have sex with each other. And sometimes we kill Sharon Tate. This was a movie that I... Jesus Christ. Oh my God, my dear. Are you okay? Sad Styles Productions. Get into it.